Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. almost me today calling for the <laughs> national guard calling for you because henry really needed the help you know why well you want to so, explain i wrote the game grades as i do and what happened actually so somebody tagged alex and mm. said like playing with fire giving <laughs> alex a b plus or something like that i'm pretty sure it's a b plus like that's not a bad grade and during practice, Alex comes over and is like, what's up with that grade? Oh. You know, how things go. I don't know what if he th- was like that. <laughs> that seems very calm. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. like that. Alex Singleton smiles 99% of the time. He does. Especially when looking, at, when looking at the media. Alex Singleton uh, is walking over because they're warming up right in front of yeah, him. Yeah, because we're inside, ahead. so we're yeah. right so next we're, to it. We're yeah. close, yeah. And he walks over, sees the media, Finds Hank, no smiles to be found. Dang. No smiles. And just like, yeah, what's that? What's that great about? What's that? He turns around. I thought at some point there was going to be a laugh. No Mm. laugh. It's true. No Mm. laugh. And then we see him after practice. Sure did. He walks by. Says pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah. No smiles to be seen. Because Josie was going to the podium. Uh And so Josie's walking with him. And so then Alex said, like, yeah, don't answer his questions today. Like, all that stuff. And so then (laughs) Josie, like, walks up there and, like... Alex is like, yeah, give me like whatever grade. 
And Josie's like, oh, yeah, what's my grade? I was like, oh, it's better because you have like a cool visor. <laughs> and he was like, oh, so that's how we're doing things now. So like not only am I threatened, I'm also not funny anymore. So Dang. what a combo. That's that's tough. I mean, you guys were already rivals to start. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this only just adds to the rivalry even more. And it's so funny because he's a he's a happy guy, I always know. smiling. But, you know, sometimes you get taken there. I remember there was one time when I was playing and somebody sent out a tweet. Um, it was a media member, oh, I and I usually don't, I usually don't say anything. But there are certain times where you feel like you know, I need to I need to let you know this guy know what uh-huh. what you know who he's dealing with. But I don't think a B plus grade is worth no, it. No, I mean, yeah, I think that's a very he, favorable. He was out grade. there for what, like two drives. Maybe uh, one drop. Like, well, it's yeah. because you're misremembering the grade you gave him, Henry. Oh, it wasn't a B plus. Oh God, mm. what was it? Was it not B plus? It wasn't the best room or best grade in the room. I'll tell you that. It was a no. B. Oh. Said, I, th- I thought I gave him the plus. Singleton ended three quarterback scrambles on Saturday, and two of them were short of the sticks on third yeah. down. They're simple plays, but plays that Singleton makes every single time. He may have ditched his assignment in a cover four look, oh. but if he'd extended to the boundary instead of sticking in the middle of the field, he would have left a different receiver open. Plus, Sertan was on the boundary, and there was a chance he'd be able to charge forward to make the play. It was probably good to bet on Sertan. He had a nice step on first and goal from the two-yard line, but it was a ho-hum day yeah. for Singleton. But that's good. It's good. Be, that's a beat. Good, good game. He did, There's he did more to the story. There's a little bit more than you were telling, I think. Also, that one play I was talking about. So like, ho they've got hum. ho-hum. Yeah, it's a, they're just another day for Alex. Like, goes out there, stacks a B. That's what he does. Plays a couple drives. Also, that play, so it's cover four, or I think I wrote that, yeah. And so Pat's playing, like, off. And there's a receiver who's just, I think it was some sort of like, or no, it was just a slant. So Alex, instead of coming over, there's like two guys coming out of the backfield. So he and Josie just both take one. So it's not like it's a bad decision to not extend out to the flat because like one of those guys has to be covered, especially because you got Pat over there. So Pat can kind of like crash in and potentially make a play. Should have just left all that out. <laughs> Inexcusable. Inexcusable. Totally. Yeah. Well, and, and didn't you tell, what'd you tell uh, Josie you graded him? Didn't you I, told, I told him it was better. It was better. A minus. He probably yeah, would have I been happy it was on the podium uh-huh. if you would have told him that. Yeah. I just didn't think it was funny when I said, yeah, you had a cool visor. And you actually didn't even mention the visor in this. I didn't. I oh, didn't yeah. ask no, about it when no. I interviewed so him So you last joked about it, and he didn't even like the joke. You are just not on the same page with inside linebackers. Todd, uh, you on a different page with Henry, too? I, yeah, I think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's my guy. I don't know what's going on there, man. I'll, I'll make a couple calls, see if I can smooth things out. Okay, yeah. So you don't have to worry for your safety. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What we need is... Alex to not play this week uh-huh. and Henry to give him, give him an A. Plus. a. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's the plan. Yeah, you should yeah. write a segment today about how he got an A at this practice. Mm, oh, true. yeah. Just that's a, a whole story. Yep. Wow, just A pluses from both linebackers. That's such a good especially because nothing really happened today. This was uh Sean Payton called it a Broncos day where they a focused on, day. on but yeah, it was, ah, it was a whole home day. That could be like a good, just lunch pail, head on in there, play some good ball, go home. You know who home it is. <laughs> if you called this day a whole hum day to Sean Payton, oh man, mm. your credential would be gone. He'd hate that. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. He, I mean I, I keep thinking back to Kay. And how Kay like gets him to put on hats and stuff, and it's like <laughs> I would lose my credential for doing like half the things, asking half the questions. But I don't know. Yeah, if I were to say that, not not good things would happen. Yes, that that is very true. Uh, you know the definition of ho hum? Just another. Just yeah, I think middle you, of the road. Yeah, I think you have ho hum 
a little wrong. Not all that exciting. Pretty boring. According to Google, which is from Oxford Dictionary, ho-hum is used to express boredom or resignation. Exactly. It was boring. He just went out there and did his job. That's exactly what I've been saying. But you never put boring and good together. Like, those are two separate... That would be yeah. like a C grade to me. Yeah. Saying ho hum. Yeah. I feel like that's just a boring yeah. Alex Singleton day. Like, what? Oh, congrats. You made the quarterback slide on like a third and eight. Like, congrats. <laughs> but it's it's like, good job. You did it. Like, but you're also always in the Like, that's just a thing he does. You, like, you don't worry about when he's on the field. Like, he's paying attention to the quarterback coming up. The, like, I don't know. He didn't. It's not like he picked a pass off. It's not like he like hit anybody <laughs> all that hard. Like, there's nothing that really like jumps out. It was just a nice, solid, good game. Yeah, that's Boring. not what ho-hum means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and today it was really a ho-hum practice for the Broncos, Henry. I mean, you, you guys are spot on about yes, that. Yes, it was. Um, kind of their final training camp practice for the Broncos in terms of just focusing on install and focusing on themselves. Because mm-hmm. the Rams come to town tomorrow. We're going to get into that with joint practice. The next week is that kind of awkward week. Did you ever have that? Did you play in a 17-game season? No, I only played. I got out just in time. Yeah, you got CBA. out just in time. So <laughs> yeah. instead, you had four boring preseason games instead of three. Exactly. But now, because there's only three preseason games, there's now two weeks before, after preseason's over, before the regular season. So that's kind of when they get to focus on more Broncos stuff next week. Um, but today was boring. Oh, yeah. Boy, was it boring. It's kind of fun. All the alumni were in there. Oh, yeah. Like, that was kind of Jason the Snason, yeah. our guy. Yeah. Do you know who Jason yep. the Snason is? No, I don't know who Jason the Snason so is. So when Jake Plummer was on the show with us, we asked him how he got the nickname Jake the Snake. And we're just like, oh, he's going to explain, like, where the snake part came right, from. Right, because right. it's like, obviously, his I name is Jake. I snake when I was young. Exactly. And- Turns out his name isn't Jake. His name is Jason. And uh. he went to school with another Jason and, like, first grade or whatever his teacher said no you gotta pick a different name <laughs> and so that's how that's where the name jake came from uh, so we asked like yeah where's jake the snake come from and he's like here's the story of how he became jake so that's why we call him jason the snason nice <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe yeah. one of henry's favorite things in life it's pretty good jason the i didn't snason. bring it up with him <laughs> I was supposed to be there at Alumni Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, I was. There were, I mean, a lot of your former teammates yeah. there. A yeah. lot of former teammates that are also in the media, just like True. you now, Todd. Do you like being included in the media? Yeah, I you love You like it. that? Okay, you love yeah. it. I'm, I'm glad. Okay. But you would have been able to big time Henry and I. Because That's they, true. inside specifically, we are cooped up to this. Uh-huh. I mean, it's pretty 20, silly. 20 foot by five feet. Yeah, it's like this area. pillar. Like if you just yeah. look to the pillars, it's just kind of like this. And we all just stand there and they got like the little ropes. Yep. But uh, if you're an yeah. alumni, you don't have to be in there. Uh, so all true. the alumni that are media, yeah. they would like stop in, say hi to some people. Then, you know, just walk out of there and just be free on their own. You could have done that. I know. Could have just ditched my badge <laughs> yeah. right yeah. down there. <laughs> exactly. Had a good day. Yeah. Uh, who was there? We Brandon had, Marshall. Yep. Linebacker. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. yeah. Not. It's, that's still so confusing. Uh-huh. Um, Tyler Columbus. Yep. You didn't play with Brandon Lloyd. He would have been before you. No, I don't think I played with Brandon um, Lloyd. A lot of people, Henry. A lot of people. Well, I'm trying to think that era. Like, Steve Foley was there, but mm, I know. Okay. Yeah, like, that doesn't factor in here. Steve Atwater, of course. Yeah. Who else was there? I mean, Big B. Al. B. Marsh needs course. to come on the show. I think B. Marsh would be a good guest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Think about that. Let me hit guess. him up right now. Yes, there we go. I need to call in. Can we do, like, a call in? Oh, mm. absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, but when uh, Todd's texting Brandon, there was two big stars 
that were a practice. Mm. You want to tell us about him, oh. Do you know who I'm talking about? Well, see, I thought you were going to say Justin Simmons and Mike McGlinchey who practiced, but I don't think that's actually what it was. Oh, no, it is what I, it was. Oh, was it that? But there was two other ones who you're talking about. I know. About, it was, which we need to get to first. Okay, first. So Drew Brees yep. and Jared Allen. Yeah. Oh. Once again, Jared Allen, I think, is someone that we can't include in this group anymore. He's no, he's around. Broncos coaching staff. Yeah. What do you think of guest coaches? I think it's... Go ahead. Because this is kind of like you you actually... Well, you probably didn't experience this too much, but DeMarcus Ware, he wasn't called a guest coach. What was it? What was his role? It was like a... Pass, if, pass rush... Was it pass rush? Yeah, yeah, but like part-time. Part-time uh -huh. pass Temporary. rush Maybe it was, only for, it was only for camp, right? No, it was supposed was to go into the season, okay. but then it kind of fizzled out. Uh -huh. um, and they're doing that with Jared Allen. Jared Allen is now a pass rush specialist guest coach hmm. who comes a couple of times a week. Um, and, of course, he's borderline Hall of Fame player. For sure. Um, and so he's checking in with the Broncos. And was it practice today? Was it a couple practices last <laughs> week? What do you think of guest coaches? I like it. Um, shout out to Jared Allen. You know, another big sky. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Idaho yeah. State. Shout out. Um, I think it's great because... Coaches are good, but there's only certain things they can teach you had they, if they haven't played the position mm. at the highest level. Mm -hmm. I think you learn different things from a DeMarcus Ware or, mm -hmm. or a Jared Allen that you kind of don't get from a coach because he hasn't been there. Yeah. Coaches can teach you a lot, but when somebody has been there, been in your shoes, um, like for us, if somebody has done media versus just seeing how we operate, I mm -hmm. think it's very different as far as like the things they would tell you to be great at or help you um, – in your everyday in that position. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it seems really cool. Like the fact that you have somebody like that coming in and teaching everybody. Cause I think that's been part of what's been missing since Vaughn left. Cause I remember seeing Vaughn during training camp practices. He's going around. He's like doing all these things. I don't understand. It's like, wow, that, that guy's going to be pretty good after getting all this from Vaughn. But I mean, the last couple of years, like you got Randy out there, but it, that that's not Vaughn Miller. Uh -huh. Not yet. Like that's not quite Jared Allen. So I, I love seeing it. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest thing is if, these guest coaches are really into it uh -huh. and are going to commit to it. And it really does seem like Jared Allen uh, is, is big time into it. I mean, he's one of the last coaches off the field. Every day we talk mm -hmm. about, you know, players who are the last ones yep. uh, off the field and how that's important. Uh, so Jared Allen does seem like he's into it. And Sean, when he talked to us about it, he said it's a good experience for us to see what type of coach he is. It's also a good experience for him to see if he wants to coach. For sure. Because you kind of, he said he, you dip the toe in the water mm -hmm. and just see if it's the right temperature or if you're like, nope, this thing's crazy. I'm not doing this. Get out. Especially a guy who has plenty of money yes. who doesn't True. need to do this. And then the other guy that was at practice, Drew Brees. That was interesting. Because at first I was like, well, wait, why the hell is Drew Brees here? And I was like, oh yeah, Sean Payton, of right. course. And we found out after practice, Drew's brother lives pretty close to the practice facility. Okay. So he was just kind of like around and wanted to come see what was up because he knows so many people like Sean and some other holdovers from the staff. Um, but the most interesting thing mm. that came from that was when so Sean said... Re really quick, before you get to that, yes. Sean... Not that media members were trying to make this a big thing. Like, oh, my gosh, mm -hmm. is Drew Brees here to become the Broncos quarterback? Uh -huh. But, like, okay, is he here to, uh, you know, just be friendly? Or is he here to maybe join the coaching staff in a guest role type way? Something like that. And so when Sean talked about it at first when he was asked about after practice, he downplayed it as much mm -hmm. as possible. I mean, pretty much was like, oh, you guys are asking me about that? Uh -huh. uh, his brother just lives here. I mean, that's the only reason he's mm -hmm. here. But then Henry picked up on this, too. He was like... It's good for him to meet the Penners, though. 
Huh. She's why, like, huh. Why is it good? Why is it good for him to meet ownership? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I wonder, like, if you're Drew Brees and you want to stay connected to the game, obviously you can go like the TV route. But in terms of being like inside of football, like you probably want something in the front office, right? That's probably the path, not position coaching. Not mm-hmm. he wouldn't probably coordinate. So I don't know. We can speculate, I guess, what his role could be. But if there's a relationship there, then it's interesting. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, they downplay with his brother living in Denver. But he is tied to Denver in a lot of different ways. I know his brother lives here. But he also has invested heavily in Cherry Creek and the Cherry Creek area. So he has done developments there and has for years. So Mm. it's not. I don't think he's new to Denver or doesn't know. About Denver, so I'm not speculating, but there could be a way for him to get more involved mm. fairly easy. Mm. And just yeah. why why is it important to meet ownership if you're just a former player uh-huh. of a team that wasn't this team? Just there would be no reason to. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. found that interesting too. Yeah, and it's we probably nothing, and we'll never hear anything about Drew Brees and the Penners ever again. But it would be kind of fun if something comes of this. Oh, you talk about investing and and how he's had he has some investments uh, in Cherry Creek or has been investing in the area. Um, there was a, another Hall of Fame quarterback who the Broncos fans really wanted to invest mm-hmm. in the Broncos ownership, and that's Peyton Manning. Yeah. Well, Sean Payton is now inside the building. Mm-hmm. He's really close to Drew Brees, so maybe there's an opportunity there to get a little bit of the team or something like that. I don't know. I mean, we're obviously speculating, but mm-hmm. I did find that part very interesting. I think that would be cool. Are there any former players that have ownership stakes in NFL teams? I don't think so. If if a uh, if a, a race car driver can, I mean, <laughs> exactly. we definitely exactly. should have some like, stake in some team. Doesn't Magic Johnson have a piece of the Commanders now? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But still, that's, but that's not, not a football player. Exactly. Yeah. No. You're, did you guys see? Speaking of the Commanders ownership. Oh yes. Did you see the Commanders owner? In the Monday Night Football uh, booth last night. Mm-mm, I didn't catch it. Yeah, here, you need to pull this up. We need to watch it. Let's Look see. Up, let's see. Um, and uh, it might take you a minute to find it. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Just think of maybe one of the most uncomfortable things you've ever seen uh-huh. or at least seen recently. I yeah. mean, my skin's still crawling just thinking about it. Um, but, Henry, when yeah, here's pulling that up, who else was at practice today? Um, wait, Mike McGlinchey and uh, Justin Simmons back to that. The most important people. We should say Brandon Johnson, too. Yep. That's also pretty important for the season now. Back of the roster, Hank, you should have had number one. If that's also important, we'll just say it's important to move on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's fun. Um, Okay, let's let's play this video. This was a in game interview between the Monday Night Football crew. And uh, the new commander's owner, Josh Harris, who was actually involved or potentially bidding for the mm-hmm. Broncos as well. Watch this. It's preseason, but we still like to win. Yeah, I mean, you're no, no stranger. Injuries, but... You're no stranger to uh, professional sports teams, managing general partner of the Devils, of the Sixers. Win. Yeah, I mean you're no, no stranger. Injuries, but... You're no stranger to uh, professional sports teams, managing general partner of the Devils, of the Sixers. Yeah, you know it's preseason, but we still like to win. Yeah, I mean you're no, no stranger. Injuries, but... You're no stranger to uh, professional sports teams, managing general partner of the Devils, of the Sixers.
<laughs> to see if they're actually showing it on the broadcast. If they're talking, it's incredible. Like that looks like something I should do. Like the fact that it's a billionaire yes. owner who just did something that uncomfortable. I don't know. It ma- makes me feel a bit better about myself. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It makes it feel more human. Like that and should be me who's out there doing something dumb like that. The the more you watch it though, Joe Buck. I mean, he really. It's like a handshake formation, uh-huh. and it's like in front of him. So at first, I'm like, oh my god, it's so uncomfortable. I'm like, well, actually, I kind of understand his thought process exactly. for going for the handshake. And he uh. held it there for a while. Like long enough for him to look down and be like, okay. That's like, hand, yeah. <laughs> and then the next time after that happens, he obviously oh. pulls his hand back and the commander's owner puts his hands immediately on his oh. on his hips. But then next time that, that Joe Buck talks, he uses both of his hands to uh-huh. like be like, We're not doing a handshake <laughs> this time. Oh. Oh. Commanders are here week two, right? Yep. There's a small chance that we run into Josh Harris at some point just like underneath the stadium or something. Make like a make a bet if either one of us can get a handshake from him. <laughs> just throw it out there. You just gotta leave it out there. Yep, just get shot, uh, Josh Harris. Oh my gosh, handshake. You know he's willing to jump on it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh my goodness. He walks by, like just kind of like extends his arm a little bit, you know, just like reach in and grab it. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you were into this, man. Uh, but McGlinchey Simmons back. This yes. is actually huge because. Yeah. It, we were they were expecting to be back before week one with injuries you never really know and todd actually you were the first one to say like yeah justin's gonna be back it's a groin typically those things you know the timeline on them and yep. he should be fine you were spot on but i think a big thing on top of them being back today is it's not just that they're back for week one they're back three weeks before week one yeah so any bugs that that they should have that they need to work out specifically McGlinchey, um that, that he should be able to gel with the offensive line like they should be pretty much 100% ready to go physically and mentally come week one. Yeah, and the biggest key to getting back to, you know, where you were before you got injured is your conditioning. And it's hard to replicate, mm-hmm. even when you're in the training room, even when you're going through conditioning drills, it's hard to replicate football conditioning without doing it. So them having three weeks, I think, will be, you know, the perfect amount of time to really get back in the swing of things and, and feel like, you know, they never took any time off. It may be actually a little bit more well-rested, too. Mm. You know, sometimes yep. when you recover yeah. in one area, your, your whole body actually gets to recover. So I look for Justin to be healthy. And if he can start the regular season like he started training camp, oh, he's going to have a phenomenal year. My goodness. Be incredible. Bad news for us that he's back? Oh, I was thinking about McGlinchey being back. Um, no, no, uh, no. It's for, for practice. Yeah. So I, I, I was like, "Wow, Zach, that's harsh." Like, no, it's not. Like he's still the, the best. Your mind went there. Jeez, that's harsh, Henry. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah, I mean Simmons. It's a good test. Like I sometimes it's good for practice to go on easy mode just for a bit. You know, get your feet under you, get hot. But that is just good competition, and you want to go up against good competition. So I. It's definitely a good thing. And with McGlinchey, that's a good thing, too. I, every That offensive line is going to be fine. Uh-huh. I still think that offensive line is going to be fine. Okay. I think the run blocking this week was really good. Like, it was rough that first play, but then they kind of found their groove. The pass blocking was really good, except for Ben Powers, who hopefully that gets fixed. But if he figures that out and McGlinchey can get a couple things going... I'd, it's good to get them back in gelling, but I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. yeah. And you see what Sean did. Like, when your offense is struggling, the first thing you do is you screen. Yes. You get those guys. Right. You slow down the pass rush, and then you get those guys out and running. And he ran a ton of screens in that <laughs> second game. Yes, so did. I think that'll help because now you can't rush upfield. You can't be so adamant about getting to the quarterback. You have to slow play things. Now that just gives them a little bit more time, Russ a little bit more time. So, you know, people don't realize how much – 
you know, plays set up other plays within the NFL. Mm-hmm. Sometimes coaches will run a play in the beginning of the game just to set up play 43. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think that his screen game is really going to help set up their passing game and really slow guys down. Yeah. And, it, and it isn't yeah. just screens to the running backs either. You know, so you can't really like just key in on, hey, be, pay attention, this guy might leak out. They're running all those screens to the tight ends too. Yep. And so that just opens things up. We didn't, I guess we didn't see as many to the receivers this week. I saw Jordan Humphrey got one. But when you're... Throwing those short things all over the place. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and we're going to get a good look at how important McGlinchey is. If uh, Justin Simmons can make Matthew Stafford's uh, day a nightmare the next Mm. two days as the Rams come to town to joint practice, let's talk about who are the five most likely Broncos to fight in joint practice because there (laughs) is a lot of juice there. After I tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Bur- or Breckenridge Distillery, where they've got the Breckenridge Bourbon Battle of the Bourbons, it's Ed McCaffrey's blend going up against Alfred Williams' blend. Speaking of Broncos alumni, two mm-hmm. very popular ones there. If you go to a store and get Breckenridge Brewery, they're going to have an Ed McCaffrey blend and an Alfred Williams blend. These guys created these, and then you try them both, and then you go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com. There's a page for Battle of the Bourbons, which you click on, you vote on, and not only to get to taste two good whiskeys or bourbons, but then you can get win two tickets to the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite for the Broncos Chargers game on New Year's Eve and post your favorite Broncos photo to Instagram and Facebook using hashtag Broncos Bourbon to get in that entry. So make sure to check out Breckenridge Bourbon. They've also got the Reeky drinks, which are delicious. So check them out. You can get it in all 50 states, BreckenridgeDistillery.com. Yep, and check out our friends over at Bet365 with over 80 million users worldwide and 780 events, 1,000 events each year. They're a proud partner of the Rockies, and you get a better price on chosen markets for select games with Bet365's Boost or Bet365 Super Boost. So sign up now at DM, using code DNVR365 and uh, start to put in some bets, man. I think I'm going to take advantage of this myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big better, but I want to start to be. I think we got some inside information um, here between us. So let's see how I can do, man. I won't get in trouble anymore from the NFL. <laughs> uh, so I don't have to worry about that. But check them out at bet365.com. I was recently asked by someone, like, are you going to get busted by the NFL for betting? And I was like, no, I'm not an NFL employee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but first I was like, oh, God, I hope not. But no. We can bet. Yeah. Yeah. Which is because there used to be a stigma for us, too. Yeah. Like, it used to be like, yeah, you can't be a reporter and also bet. But now it's like everybody bets. Yeah. It's just what people do. If you want to be paid. Yeah. You're with exactly. Just like the NFL. The NFL Mm -hmm. is is in bed Mm -hmm. with all all these betting companies. Um, Okay. Let's get to our bet. Three, six, five, top five. And I couldn't believe how much fighting was the topic of conversation. Todd, how many joint practices were you a part of? Uh, probably had four, four, maybe four or five years. I think we had the Bears, 49ers. I definitely mm-hmm. had a couple of them. And there was a fight every year, hands yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A yeah. few, a few. And have you seen what's going on? I probably really started last year with the Rams, with just the fights escalating around the league. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, we saw Aaron Donald. Did he have two helmets? Yeah. yeah. And he was swinging two helmets on the field? I mean, that's dangerous right there. You don't want to see anything like that. But this year, there's been fights all the time. Did you see the one, was it this morning, that involved an Eagles player 
punching Anthony Richardson to try to get the ball out uh-huh. is how it read. Um, <laughs> you mess with the quarterback, Todd, yeah, what's going to happen on yeah. a football field? Yeah, the Someone O-line, punches the quarterback. There better be a big problem for the O-lineman. The O-lineman better turn around and just start body slamming people. <laughs> like, yeah. And if you don't, then we have a problem. So, yeah, you touch the quarterback, that's a, that's a no-go for sure. Yeah, as Garrett Bowles says, a quarterback's like my wife. And so if you uh, if you touch the quarterback, it's like touching my wife. Don't do that. <laughs> and uh, so uh, there's actually this week, was it the uh, Texans canceled joint practices upcoming week mm-hmm. because of how many fights there have been in joint practices. So yep. joint practices is a thing that coaches love to do, but now it's kind of getting a little iffy. Sean Payton's confident that there's going to be no fights this week. Mm. Um, but we talked to Quinn Miners after practice, mm-hmm. the belly on the screen right now, and Josie Jewell. Henry, I think the players might have a little different idea. Yeah, because they were asked, like, both of them, three different ways, like, yeah. yeah, so how do you stop the fighting? Like, how much did the coaches talk about not fighting? And they never really said anything about not fighting. Uh-huh. Like, Quinn basically said, like, you know, as offensive linemen, somebody starts something, it's our job to end it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's it. And it's like, how do you avoid the fights? Well... Our job is just to end the fights if there are fights. And it's like the fact that that's kind of the mentality. First of all, I love it. Like it's a lot of fun. But then Josie was also saying similar things because um, what he basically said, he said, it's it's not up to us. Yeah, like, he, it's, it's up to them. Yeah. Essentially, mm. he said, like, we won't start it, but we're going to finish. it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it feels like that's where those come from. And Todd, you would know. But like. Just somebody thinks they're just playing hard and somebody else gets pissed off and says that's a cheap shot or something? Yeah, I think it's guys, sometimes guys go a little bit, go a little bit too hard. Also, sometimes guys get beat and get frustrated okay. about that. You're definitely going to see a fight in D-line versus O-line yeah. one-on-one. Yeah. Uh, nine on seven, you're definitely going to see a fight. We didn't used to see a lot between the DBs and wide receivers in one-on-ones. It was a lot of chirping, but no fights. <laughs> yeah. um, Is that when, classic? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when them big boys get together, I mean, everybody's pushing, everybody's shoving, and you know, because I think for a long period of time, you have you're going up against somebody who's either a young player in, on the scout team mm-hmm. or your other guy, where you can kind of say like, "Hey, chill out, like don't do too much." But now you're going up against another guy mm-hmm. in practice. He may be pulling your jersey after the ball's thrown. He may be pushing your face mask, and you're not gonna like it. So mm-hmm. when that happens, you gotta. Catch these hands, as we say. You know what I'm Did you ever start a fight? I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, Can I plead the fifth? Yes. <laughs> you know, I think yeah, I had. A, I think I did have a little bit of a problem. I think every year I got in a fight in joint practices, and every year I got in a fight in regular team practices. <laughs> it's just a lot of emotions, uh-huh. man. You know, everybody's working hard. Then it's 98 degrees yep. outside, yep. so. I don't want anybody touching me as it is. <laughs> so it's just a lot of energy, a lot of emotions. I think I, I've had a few fights. And, in then, my day. and then on top of that, in training camp, you're going up against the exact same guys yep. for 17 straight practices. So mm-hmm. eventually that's going to get on your nerves. Um, and then joint practices, especially the way the Broncos are doing it this year, back to you have two practices. It's not just one. Yep. So if something goes on that first day and you're oh, able yeah. to blow off the steam, and then it happens again the second day, you're not blowing that off. No. You're going at it. No, and I don't think the steam ever blows off. It just, you know, we go our separate ways, and yeah. it just boils in that yeah, locker room. Yeah, and guys yeah. talk about, if he does that again, yeah. you better be ready. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely just boiling until the next day. But then, like, this one even starts, I mean, the Christmas Day game, 
Broncos get their shit kicked in, wow, to yeah. put it softly, honestly. Like, there has to be some talk happening on that field at the time. Yep. Now you circle back around. That's got to chase just or change, like, the baseline a little bit. It's a really good point. I didn't even think about that, especially yeah. most of these guys were here. And as, who was it, Randy Gregory admitted after that game that we knew that we just got Nathaniel Hackett fired yeah. the, mm -hmm. the way that game went down. And Randy Gregory punched someone after that game. Sure did. He did. I don't know who it was or if he's still on the team, but, like, there's already been a fight <laughs> exactly. between these two teams. You guys well, should have said that at the podium. <laughs> like, does last year's ass-whooping uh, play into the role <laughs> I know, of this I year? Almost, <laughs> I almost, like, brought that up. Where it's like, is it... When everybody's asking all those questions, like, you know, does the fact that that happened, like, is that on your mind at all? I was it like, let's just not bring up old You should have things. asked Josie that because he was already pissed at you when he got uh, on the podium. And then you brought up that. Yeah, that would have been bad. It would just sound I mean, like, that's a D minus question. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay. It probably just an F. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty blunt. Uh, um, uh, so, who are the five most likely players on the Broncos to fight? Brought to you by Bet365. Uh, you said I yesterday, yeah, I mean, yeah. Garrett. Yeah. Garrett, yeah. Garrett, number one. Like he's number one. It, I feel like he might be number two. Oh. Yeah. Who's number one? If you The point you just brought up, plus he's a fiery individual. I think mm -hmm. Randy Gregory. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. already he was definitely against yep. him. I think he's ready. Like, I think if anybody steps to him the wrong way, I, he's ready. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're spot on because I also think of last year not just the game yep. against the rams but last year's joint practice he was the most fiery person yes, out there yep. and there were fights left and right especially on the broncos defensive field the broncos defense going up against the cowboys offense was so much more entertaining than the yep. other field where it's broncos That's, offense Cowboys like, defense nick benito had like three sacks yep. Yep. like the entire defense was just incredible that day i mean guys the, the broncos were and they were going at it there were probably five seven fights on that field yeah. other side of the field i don't think there were any fights yep. in fact before uh practice even started Russell Wilson went around and shook the hand of every single Cowboys defender. Oh, <laughs> heck no. <laughs> and so that was the vibe on that field. It was like, we're friends, uh -huh. kumbaya. Uh -huh. And then on the other field, it was just all out uh, chaos. At yeah. one point, Mike Purcell took somebody's helmet and just like bowled it 30 yards. Because <laughs> like I was like taking notes. I was like, oh, I'm writing about this. And I like count. I was like, yep, 30 yards. He just bowled that helmet 30 <laughs> yards downfield. Yeah, he's another oh. fire one. I mean, he's a dog, man. I think yeah. that's not something you can turn off. Like yeah. you just mm -hmm. have that kind of energy, that mentality he plays with on Sundays. It's just a part of him, man. Yeah. So yeah. They better be ready. Yeah, they better be ready. And uh, you hear better be ready because he's slacking already. I so know. number one, we're going oh. Randy Gregory. He has an excuse, though, so yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I thought I thought Dave's oh, nice made save. it pretty clear. Randy one. Garrett two. Yep. Yep. Um who else is on the list? I mean Quinn is on the list to me. Yeah. Josie, okay. the way he was talking today, I think I have to put him on the list. I the name that just keeps popping up is Kareem. But oh. I think Kareem I you think get, Kareem is uh I don't think he I don't think he's he would have fought. I think years ago. Too wise now. Yeah. I think he's going to say a lot and get people to fight, but I don't <laughs> no, think he'll like actually that. have to fight himself. I like that. I like that. Okay, uh -huh. so um, three, I think the other the other guys you mentioned are definitely there. Yeah. Um, Quinn, just the way that he was very open to it. Mm -hmm. um, and he was, he was kind of acting like, yeah, if someone messes with one of my guys, I'm not going to just stand there. Mm -hmm. It's um, responsibility. So, yep, he's there. Yep. Yeah. I think... Ooh, I have a dark horse. Who? 
Elijah Garcia has gotten Ooh. a couple pushing fights. He true. also has played well. So there's a chance that he gets like a sack or two and somebody gets mad and things heat up. That's kind of a dark horse one, though. I think we can do better. Do you think mm. that would be a bad thing for a guy, a borderline roster guy, to get in a fight if he's, like, the one that starts it? Or do coaches not really care in the end? You know, I think coaches care. I think I think it's not a problem if it is not longer than, like, two minutes. Like, right. if you have an instance, you fight it out or whatever, and then you let it go, I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you continue, like, to go back after the coach already pulled you away, you run on the field, try to find a guy, then yeah. it's, a, like, a character problem more right, so right, than just, right. like, a heated, yeah. you know, moment in practice. And then you're like, hey, how are you going to act in a game, and are you yep. actually going to get us multiple penalties from yep. this, and we just can't have that? Because they like sense. the passion, but you got to right. be able to control it to a certain extent. And that's oh. just why I think that What's Sean going to say when he gets on the podium? Yeah, I'm encouraging the guys to fight. He's not going to say that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I don't think Sean will be upset if there's the right type of fighting. And he understands. He knows the the temperature that's going around the league. He knows that there's fights at every single joint practice. So I think tonight he'll tell him, let's keep our cool. But you know what I think he'd hate more than guys fighting? I think he would hate if... Russell Wilson got punched, uh-huh. and the offensive lineman just stood there. Uh, yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. no, t- Sean told us not to fight. He would hate that, yeah. not being there for your guys. I mean, the fighters are going to be in the trenches. Like, I think that's where you got to go. So, I mean, Lloyd doesn't really strike me as a fighter. No. Powers, I don't really know. McGlinchey doesn't strike me as a fighter. What about, like, Zach Allen or I know DJ Jones? <sighs> What about Jared Allen, just like from the coaching sideline? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would not be advisable. I would be surprised. Um, Zach Allen's <laughs> interesting. He got he, he shoved somebody, right, during training camp? I don't have my notebook. I think at some point he did. I don't remember. What do you, what about a fullback? Is a oh, fullback for sure. Someone yeah, that's yeah, in there? Yeah, so Michael sure. Burton? Yeah. So we'll put him at four. Yep. Who else did you mention, Hank? Who else? Josie. You meant? Yeah. I'm, Josie's got to be in there. Linebackers? I, yeah. The thing is, I don't know that I've ever seen him actually fight. No. That's would, the thing. Somebody would have to start well, it. What yeah. He, yeah, he yeah, would yeah. never back down, but some, I think somebody would have to start uh-huh. it. I agree. What about uh, Drew Sanders? Because he's already got in trouble with his own team. Oh, like, that's maybe, a dark horse. Maybe he like, aggressive. somebody else. Yeah. Like. Those are, yeah, those are the guys that get in fights for sure. The well, guys that are like aggressive tacklers true. or hidden after the play. Yeah, oh, you, they'll Frank, definitely find a fight. Frank Clark, he's one to throw in there. Mm-hmm. At, uh, Ryan Stone or Sloan said that. But, I mean, Drew Sanders, especially, he's one to start it unintentionally yeah, uh-huh. because he has thrown two Broncos to the ground by like the neck. Yep. <laughs> if you if you do that, especially like a smaller running back, you throw him to the ground. Uh-huh. I, I hope my teammates would have my back right For there sure. and go and get in his face. So I don't think he's going to start it by throwing a fist. No. But I think he, he could start it by doing that. Yeah. But a rookie, man, a rookie. You got to be smarter, I think. Yeah. Well, F- Frank Clark is really a good yeah. suggestion. Yeah. He may be mad. He was playing to the fourth quarter last week. He may, yeah. <laughs> he seems like may have some energy to, to let out. So, you know, I'm, I'm not mad at putting him at five either. Man, I think that's where Frank goes. Okay. I think Frank's I'm at in. five. Yep. So there, there's the list. Most likely to fight at training camp. What else are we looking at? Um, this. I have one more okay, fighting good, question good. for Todd. So, like in hockey, there's like the guys who are like the goons who the know enforcers. how to fight, and like they'll like pass it on and be like, "This is what you do." Like rather, do. in terms of fights in football, <clears throat> it's. Uh, uh, do you have like any tips that you would give for like how to handle? <laughs> <laughs> like if you're how to handle a fight it's yeah. tough because you're not trying to like actually hurt them because that's how you get in trouble right yeah i mean football fighting in football is kind of pointless because you got um all the gear on and yeah. stuff uh i'm not i'm not encouraging anybody to fight 
Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's pointless unless you can get the helmet off. Right. Like okay. if you can get the helmet off, then you got some action. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. until then, like there's nothing. The only damage you can do is to yourself. You yeah. punch that face <laughs> exactly. mask. That's your own hand. There's nothing that really can happen. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's why you keep your helmet on. You exactly. should be pretty darn good. You'll be fine. Um, man, I just watched a highlight of the Akeem Michael Crabtree fight. Uh huh. Oh so man, good. that broke out on the sidelines. So good. Crabtree <laughs> speaking up, punched the key. Uh, a keeps helmet. Yep. It's like that's not gonna do Don't anything. Do doesn't that. do anything. No. Especially as a receiver. <laughs> yes, you need hands anything. more than anything else. So the headline of this pod is: Do the Broncos need to dominate uh, the Rams in joint practices? And I'm talking about the starters, the mm-hmm. the ones on ones. And I think we're gonna disagree on this. Todd, do the Broncos need to dominate the Rams? on both sides of the ball or either side of the ball or do they not have to dominate because it's just practice no i think it matters especially Mm -hmm. um in a joint practice because when you're going up against different competition two i think it's a confidence booster if you can succeed in a joint practice and i think the broncos need to do that i think the defense is confident in themselves but i think the offense could still use the confidence boost that comes with you know dominating another team so i think they need to be dominant i think it's important to win those uh joint practices because i know when we had them that was like an important slogan that we had like win the day like you have mm-hmm. to go out there and beat these guys you can't go back to the film room and then look at how they dominate you on every play that's like demoralizing yeah. and especially with them they're coming to our house like you have to make a statement you know so yep. i think it's important and and i think it's it's important as well so todd and i agree we're going to gang up on Henry here. But yeah. another reason that I think it's important, I think the offense specifically needs to dominate this Rams defense because mm-hmm. this Rams defense is garbage. Mm-hmm. It is awful. Can you name a player not named Aaron Donald on that defense? No, Bobby Wagner. I, I could have said can't. Bobby, but I he just left. looked up their depth chart, and I still can't name any. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and as Tyreek Hill does, I guess, he just looks at Madden ratings yeah. to evaluate his competition. If you look at Madden ratings, the Rams have the worst defense in Madden with Aaron Donald. Dang. Aaron Donald is not going to be here this week because mm-hmm. he and his wife are expecting the birth of one of their, their children. So he's not going to be here. Yep. So you take one of the best players, if not the best defensive player off that defense, they are so bad. Yeah. So this offensive line does need to have two really good practices. They do need to dominate. They should be dominating through the air, through the ground. And if not, if it's like a turnstile at right tackle and left tackle that it's been, yeah. oh no, that's going to be really bad news. Yeah, at the same time though, it's just practice. <laughs> like what happened last year? They kicked the Cowboys ass. <laughs> Like, up and down the field. Like, even the Cowboys writers were like, oh, my goodness, I yeah. can't believe that this is what just happened out here. Like, what? It, and then we get to the season, it turns out that winning a practice didn't matter all that much. Like, it, it, in terms of comparing it to other training camp practices, like, yeah, it's more important. But do they need to, to go out there and dominate? Like, ah, it's, it's practice. We're still a few weeks from the season. Mm. It's I not don't the know. End of the world. I got to disagree with okay. that. I think it... I think it usually would have done well for them to dominate. I think last year, I think we got to throw that away. I don't, I, don't <laughs> I hate using that as a measuring tape because yeah. it's just so many things are wrong yeah. that didn't have anything to do with players or personnel. And, you know, I feel like that's hard to measure the year off of. But if you go off it's of fair. that, I understand, you know, your point. 
Yeah, and Henry, I just think you're smoking a little kind love when you say that it doesn't matter. Wow. And so you got to check it. out after a lot of kind love. <laughs> wow. Yeah, in fact, you're hitting that turbo core boost because I think you're crazy. And uh, the turbo core will definitely hit hard. And if you mm -hmm. want to check out the turbo core or any products that kind love has, use the code DNVR. Uh, when you visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver, and you're going to get 25% off all Kind Love flower, pre-rolls, and turbo joint line. Check them out uh, on their website, too, kindlove.com. They have their products in over 100 stores in Colorado. But if you want to go to one of their stores, check out Cherry Creek or North Denver. and mention that code DNVR for the DNVR exclusive discount of 25% off. And, uh, you know, if... Alex really is mad. Decides he, I don't know, like wants to run me down with his car. Wow. Like, Baxter Jaker. <laughs> two, 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 two. Um, Baxter Jaker's awesome. I, I, I'll be fine. I don't think anybody's run me down with my car or with their car. But I have talked to AJ about this, who's the Avs writer. It's like, you know, I wrote all the game grades for Avs games, and they always just printed out every story that was written about everybody and passed around the locker room for the mm. Avs. And so, like, you just go in there the next day, and half the team's just pissed at you, and and just just the world you live in. So, ninety or no, it was what sixty-seven different grades. So the odds of one of them trying to come after me, like break <laughs> my leg or something, I don't know. I guess like just Tanya Harding you exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, Oh, I gotta talk up. to you after this. I gotta talk to you after the podcast. Um, but you better hope Broncos go seventeen and zero. Then there, there's no bad grades. Yeah, no out. fumbles, yeah. no holding penalties, yeah. nothing. But yeah, so Baxton Shanker two 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 two. Um, I saw their ad on the back of a bus again. I've seen like three yeah. of those in the last week, which is I don't know. Every time I'm like, ah, oh, Baxton Shanker two two two. Great company. They've won over a billion dollars for Coloradans. They've got offices all over the state. Uh, so if you are in any sort of accident, you're injured. It's not your fault. Even if you're like just falling downstairs at work or something, call two 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 two. Two two two, and uh, you'll uh, get a free consultation. No fee until they win. That's huge, huge. And uh, do the Broncos need to have a huge day on off defense going up against the, the Rams offense? Because there's no doubt that the Rams offense is much better than their defense. Mm -hmm. But like, who are the Rams on offense? How how good are they? Matthew Stafford, mm -hmm. Cooper Cup. That's the thing. Um, they have big time talent but how how good are they really like shouldn't this defense have a lot of success against them i think so i think they're Probably. a bottom of the barrel offense overall um, i don't think they're going to be a top 10 offense so i think that the defense should have a good day and we have a proven top ranked defense this is yeah. not somebody that um, is trying to make a name for themselves they've already done it and they're just continuing on that path so i see them dominating in this uh joint practice so why not Pat Sertan versus Cooper Cup is going to yeah. be must-watch. Like, yeah. that's that's the one thing that I'm most excited about by by a mile. That's light work. Yeah, big so. <laughs> Eastern Washington? Oh, that's it. <laughs> Another big stats, too. Yeah, ah, I remember. Yeah. He yeah, did some bad that. things to think Montana. Think about that. Eastern Washington going up against Alabama. Yeah. That true. shouldn't be a competition there. It shouldn't be. But I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I, I want to see what happens because like, Cooper, with those routes – like, the way he just gets in and out of breaks, yep. Pat's going to be on top or have to be on top of his stuff. And so much of what he does comes from film work and studying. It's, he, he's just so smart. He's always a step ahead. I wonder how much, like, Cooper Cup tape 
he's watched to get ready for a practice, you know? Mm-hmm. So this might be a pretty raw, just one-on-one. Uh, anything could happen, I think. We're 18 mm. months of r- removed from Cooper Cup having one of the best receiver seasons yeah. of all time. Yeah. A triple crown. Led the league in passing uh, or receiving yards, receptions, and receiving touchdowns. But then he's just, like, falling off the face of the earth because I know he mm-hmm. was hurt last year when the Broncos played and they didn't have him, right? Yep. Um, and uh, you just wonder if he's broken, kind of, like, uh, older and broken. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford just feels older and broken. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they don't have any running backs that excite you. Their offensive line um, it, it isn't very good. So, I agree, Todd. I mean, this is a good Broncos defense. They really should dominate, especially the fact that Baker Mayfield dominated them last year. Mm. That should piss him off a little. I mean, their backup quarterback. In fact, yeah. he was their third string guy. He was looking like a superstar. That yes, game. he, he really was. was. He was balling. He looked like the number one overall pick that he for was. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, who was just named the starter for the Bucks today, which is wild. That number one overall pick is now on like, what is fourth team mm-hmm. in yeah. four years or something? Um, but yeah, I think this should be. We should be sitting here tomorrow and Thursday talking about how the Broncos on both sides of the ball really dominated the Rams. Yep, I agree. I hope so. Yeah, you're not as confident. I'm not. I mean, it's. We'll see. If I'm, they if they don't, Henry, mm-hmm. should the Broncos trade for Jonathan Taylor? Oh boy. I thought you were gonna do like, but first we gotta. Yeah. No, that's it. <laughs> that's no, it. no, okay. That's it. Um, probably not. No. What's a? Is there anything you'd be willing to give up? The tough part's the contract. Like, cause you look at the so Chris McCaffrey, four years, sixteen million dollars a year. Um, that's the top of the market. When was that signed? A couple years ago. That's wild. Yeah, and so then you've got Jonathan Taylor who have four year or four million dollars this year. So it comes down a little bit, but it winds up being sixty eight million dollars over five years for running back. And that scares me away more than the pick. Like compared to a second round pick, like I think the money is actually what is more concerning. Um I just think investing that much when you already have Javante, you already have Samaje, it's probably a bad idea. Todd, what do you think? I have to agree with you on that one. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's worth it, and I think you have to give up. You have to give up a good amount to get them, and you may trade away both running backs because then you don't need them mm-hmm. at that point. So, you know, there's no way that they would be able to keep Javante and Shamaje and Jonathan Taylor. It just wouldn't make sense. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think we would give up too much to get them. So I don't necessarily think they need them. Yeah, and it just, it wouldn't make sense. If this team, let's say Javante was still on IR and he Mm -hmm. wasn't close to being back and it was the time frame that we thought for most of the offseason, then it's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. go get Jonathan Taylor because also you don't know if if Javante's ever going to be who he was and then you have your running back for the next five years. You hope he stays healthy because that's kind of the thing with running backs when you pay them. You just cross your fingers, hope they stay healthy. Just doesn't make too much sense here. Because you're right, Samaje would definitely be gone, I have to imagine. It's a Madden, that's a Madden type of move. Uh-huh, it's just sure. like acquire those guys. Mm-hmm. But in reality, probably not. You, you don't trade for him. But I think there's someone else that has a lot more intrigue of, of maybe not intrigue, uh-huh. but potential. And that's Saints kicker, Will Lutz, who uh, there was some interesting things yesterday. At first, at the beginning of the day, uh, the Saints have a kicker competition between an undrafted guy and Will Lutz, who's been there since 2016. He joined the Saints with Sean Payton in 2016, uh, and he's been their kicker ever since. There was a report in the morning that the Saints were going to keep Will Lutz and move on from the other kicker. Mm-hmm. And then 
reports came out. No, 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 no. They're not doing that. They're not doing that. They're gauging interest. Uh, uh, if team wants to trade for either of these guys. And then Peter King and Jeff Duncan, mm -hmm. who Jeff Duncan is as tied into the Saints as anyone, came out and uh, kind of were putting buzz out there that the Broncos might be interested in trading for Will Lutz. The connection, obvious. He was Sean Payton's kicker for over uh, half a decade. Mm -hmm. You think that's something the Broncos should do? Or after what Sean Payton called an outstanding kicking performance this week, they're fine with Brett. I'm not afraid of competition. I think we have time to do one more competition before we would have to really let somebody mm -hmm. go. I think you bring him in here, you let him compete with Brett Maher, and you see where it goes. Why not? I mean, I don't know what we have to give up. Seventh Probably round pick. Yeah, something Six, very seventh, minimal. Yeah. So I don't see why not. Because in the AFC West and in the NFL, games are too close not to have a pretty decent kicker. I mean, you're going to need him for, you know, 17 to 20 game against the Chiefs where you need this to go into overtime. Like, you're going to yeah. need a good kicker. So it's important. It's not nothing. It's not anything just to, like, shoo away like we don't need him or we're okay with Brett. I think we have to look at all the options. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's probably a good move. Like, Mar, you just you, – you can't trust him. Like, you can't trust a guy who missed five of six extra points. And what had, was like, his grade the first week? <laughs> that's true uh that, i think i gave him like a i think it might have just been an f yeah yeah but I, it's it's i'm going to be nervous all season if brett maher is the kicker even if he's playing great i'm just gonna be nervous about it and with will lutz i don't know that he's actually that much better of a kicker but i would feel more comfortable and if i was in charge yeah like a seventh round pick sure why not let's just settle this and move on yeah, and I think you let him compete. I mean, true. Yeah. If he if Maher beats him out, then okay, he's the better kicker, and we're rocking with him the whole season. Mm -hmm. But if he loses the competition, then we got to move on and figure out what's best for the team. But mm -hmm. I think bringing him in here to compete is not not a bad idea. And Todd, I'm right there with you. I think kicker is going to be such an important position for the Broncos this year because, especially, I think they're going to be right around a 500 team. Yep. If you're a 500 team, that means a lot of games are coming down to the wire. Mm -hmm. And the Broncos were awful in one-score games last year. Yep. They landed at 5-12. and 12. If they were really good, they would have been the Vikings mm -hmm. at like 12-5. and five. Yep. And the kicker was so important in, in those games for both of those teams. But I think you bring up a really good point that trading for Will Lutz, you're not just giving him the job because Henry brings it up. You don't really know what you're getting with Will Lutz. Will Lutz was really good the first four years of his nfl career mm -hmm. rookie year 82 percent field goal that's okay that's good next year 86 his third year 93 percent that's when sean payton was there mm -hmm. then 89 percent. so sean remembers him in mm -hmm. really good light then the next year in 2020 sean's last year 82 percent. that's a pretty big fall off 2021 he doesn't play the entire year due to injury so then he comes back last year 74% field goal percentage. Worse than Brandon McManus, the guy that you just mm. cut, who you had on your team. So Will Lutz has been a good kicker. Yeah. Brandon McManus has been a good kicker, but they both had down years last year. The Broncos decided to move on from Brandon because of his bad year last year and because maybe the money, because of other things that were there. Clearly, I think if they're trading for Will Lutz, Sean likes the makeup yep. of Will, <laughs> but... To me, he's not just getting this job, especially when last year, Brett Maher, 90% field goal kicker throughout the season until yep. the debacle in the playoffs. 
That's funny. Even after Sean left, he had a down year. How good of a coach do you have to be to even make your kicker better? <laughs> <laughs> He's making That's everybody such a good better. Point. <laughs> oh, when did Westhoff leave? He was before that. I think so. Yeah. Was Westhoff there in uh, New Orleans when you were there? Ooh, I don't I, I don't know think so. Right? I think he was in his first retirement. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how many retirements has he had? He's had two. But that means when he retires again, it'll be his third retirement. Wow. Does that just mean he's truly never retiring? I mean, it's possible. The guy likes football. He's just always around. Every time I see him, it just makes me smile. It's like, wow, that is a football football man. Actually, Todd was a saint before Westhoff was. Yeah. What, what? Yeah. Yeah. You're a saint. Uh, Westhoff was there in 17 and 18. Yep. Okay. And then, yeah, because that's when Sean brought him out of retirement the first time. First time. Yeah. And then he brought him out of retirement the second time. <laughs> that retirement thing is funny, man. I think guys say they're retiring just so they can go to Puerto Rico or something, get their body healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're feeling like they're 25 again. They're like, all right, I'll give it another shot <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, exactly. get, and roll. Did you, did you uh, classify yourself as actually retiring when you left the NFL? You know, I, I didn't because I didn't make like a big public statement because there was so much of a chance of me coming back. Right. Yeah. So I didn't do like the thank the fans for yeah. all that oh, yeah. and all that because I, I really thought at some point I was going to come back and had everything worked out with the Broncos, I probably yeah. would have. So I never did that. It took me a long time to file the paperwork to actually say like I'm retired, I'm out the game. You want to oh. put a statement out today or something? Yeah, why not? You know, <laughs> thank you to all of Broncos country for all your love and support. You know, I had a great seven wow. years of my career. I appreciate you guys. Um, thank you for always supporting me. Continue to support me, you know, in this new endeavor of life. And um, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Maha salute. I'm out. Ooh, Boom. That's a good move. I yeah, love Maha, it. Yeah. What a, what Officially a great, retired I mean, now. Congrats yeah, on your retirement. Yeah, thank congratulations. You, thank you. <laughs> what are you, you going to do with your life? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, straight from the heart, too, because yeah. uh, you got no time to prep for it. I love it. Uh, there you go. Todd Davis officially retired from the NFL. We love it. And we also love our friends over at Saturday Neon, where you can get the coolest signs over at Saturday Neon, whether it's for your man or woman cave, whether it's for your office, whether it's for your living room, potentially, uh, anywhere that you can have a neon sign, this is the one that you want because they are Denver-based company. They started by two friends that went to see you. So, of course, they've got a lot of CU gear going on there. Uh, you can also get CSU signs. They did mm -hmm. go to Fort Collins to give the CSU fans theirs. And they also have over 20 schools that you can get licensed products from. So go to SaturdayNeon.com and use the code DNVR for 10% off your order today. You get free shipping on over $200. These signs are the best in the business. So if you want it for yourself, you want it for someone else, go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use that code DNVR. Yes, sir. And then check out Illegal Pete's. I, uh, I love doing this ad because I actually do visit Illegal Pete's mm -hmm. uh, on a regular basis. Um, you know, they have happy hour from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day until 12 at all, all locations. I go to the one in DTC. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, uh, you know, catch me on a weekday, you know, just <laughs> hang out there. Um, and I definitely will pull up and slide through. Um, but they have a lot of great food, burritos, bowls, tacos, uh, crafted with responsibility sourced and high quality ingredients. I mean, you can't beat that. Um, they go above and beyond um, in their preparation. So I love Illegal Pete's. Go check them out uh, to get some great food. Yes, you got to check them out. Uh, we love Illegal Pete's and we love the comments. Should we hop into the comment section, talk to the people? But before we do, the commenters don't love us today. 
Oh, uh, no. Viewers don't know that last today. Look at those likes. I saw, oh, okay. Oh, man. I saw like literally three comments that just said, love you, Todd. Maybe turn on your camera, you hear? Maybe that's the issue. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, if you really love Todd, hit a thumbs up on this podcast. Oh. Uh, Todd, would you like a thumbs up? I would love a thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, we we'll love Help a thumbs up, up. Man. Hit a thumbs up on here. Also, podcast. We're getting close to a thousand fives or ratings on oh. Spotify and Apple. Hit us with a five star review. We really appreciate it. I know a lot of you were leaving comments, so we're very appreciative of you yesterday saying just how much you enjoy all the guests that we're having on, how much you enjoy Todd being on the show, how much you enjoy Alexis being on, uh, and James Palmer. And if you hit us with a thumbs up, that really shows us the support. So we appreciate that a lot. All right, let's get into Super Chats. Yes. First one coming in from, but why? Says, Damari <laughs> Mathis would chuck nuts and chuck. <laughs> chuck nuts. No. I'm sorry. That's definitely a fight. Chuck That's a fight nuts. right now. <laughs> wow. He's in a fight. He says that Damari is a hashtag dog. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he was swinging to his own teammate last week. Yes, he, he was. He and Jaquan were. Yes. Which is crazy. Yeah. Like they're like same position group. I, I wonder what happened there. Cause one of them just must've had to have said like, why'd you, you blow suck. that coverage? Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you suck. <laughs> like, why are you starting over me? Like something like that. Yeah. Mm. In fact, someone says, uh, Hank, you suck. Ah, uh, thanks. Zach. You want to fight him? Dang. No, not me. Florida said that. <laughs> no, but you oh. decided all to read it. All of Florida <laughs> said All of Florida said that. <laughs> all, that's all of Florida. All the rain in Florida. Just kidding. Florida rain says JK, you're a left. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. See, I read that one too. Maybe Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to tell him to chuck nuts. <laughs> yeah, that would start a fight. You're right, Todd. It's going to be a new soundbite. Just say chuck nuts. Bracken. See, this is not fair to me. Uh, people making fun of me for not getting these names. Leader. <laughs> not getting these names right. We have Bracken Sweeter coming in and says, Hey, boys, I'm headed to Denver this week for the game and need food uh, recommendations. Any good places for green chili? Illegal Pete's. Yeah. That is the place to go, right. especially for green chili, especially if you're going to the game, because if you show them your ticket, you get a free margarita or beer. Dang. So it's really just perfect. It's like the perfect walking distance from the stadium. So you can get an Uber instead of waiting outside. Like if you're going to watch sports, Illegal Pete's is the answer. And you get the green chili. You can get it like to uh, oh, on yeah. the side where you dip chips in. You can, you can get it inside the burrito mm. or you can get your burrito smothered, smothered in it. So yeah, yeah really good wreck there, Hank. He says, also, mm. if I come to the bar, can I get a picture with Todd? Great pod, guys. Absolutely. Come through. I'll definitely I'll do pictures. I'll do autographs. Um, it's not like I'm selling myself, but <laughs> I'm definitely down for it. Uh, yeah, we want to have a good time. I'm ready to have the first regular season game here. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a great time, and I have a lot of other teammates that might show up, so you never know Ooh. what you're going to get if you come through to the bar, so you should check it out. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Man, Todd, I can't wait for the regular season either. And uh, we're open for lunch now, starting at 11 a.m., although I'm not sure about tomorrow because we have a company meeting supposedly oh, down there. Too. So Thursday or after, we're definitely open for lunch. So come by. Yep. All right. And last super chat coming in from our friend. Oh, no, that was our last one. Wow. Dang, you teased me just leaving it open there. Um, but we do have some comments on the website. And Henry, why don't you tell us how to leave a comment on the website? Uh, become a diehard. You just sign up. We'll send you an awesome box that has like a shirt, uh, Todd Davis autograph. We still haven't sorted that whole thing out, but that will happen. 
and uh, like membership card. You get all sorts of discounts at the bar. You get discounts to come to the tailgate, go on trips with us, all of that sort of stuff. Um, bunch of reasons, but one of them is if you're a diehard, it gives you access to leave comments. So if you leave a comment on the post on the website uh, for this podcast, we'll read it tomorrow. So it's like you go, you click podcast Broncos, then like the most recent one, just go down to the bottom. If you're a diehard, then you can write whatever you want. And seven people have done that for this podcast. So wow. let's jump in. The count the says count. my folks. Let's say that the <laughs> offensive line ends up performing subpar in pass protection for whatever reason and decent in run blocking. Is there a menu of plays that you could run with Russ that would take that into account and be effective? Seems like his offensive lines in Seattle were often lackluster in pass protection. Can the Broncos still be successful if the big boys li- big boys uh, don't live up to expectations? Love the count. Yeah, I think we mentioned that a little bit earlier in the segment. I think the screen game will really help mm, yep. slow down those pass rushers, um, you know, put those... O-linemen one-on-one with uh, DBs and safeties, yeah. which yep. they should win every single time, um, and just get them out running. I think it's more like mm-hmm. run blocking than it is like pass blocking. So definitely a lot of screens, which we already saw Sean doing. Um, and then I think the QB runs will help slow guys mm-hmm. down too. You don't want to rush up mm-hmm. field if you have you know QB draw to look f- out for on third yeah. and two or mm-hmm. design QB runs. You have to play those uh, differently. So, yeah, I think those would be great. Mm-hmm. And get the bootlegs going. A play action. Yep. 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 And I think the Broncos have the best coach in order to counteract this. If they don't have yep. the best offensive line, Sean Payton's going to be able to dial things up to help him out. Next one from Mile High 808 says, been a minute since I commented, but I might need some shady rage with all these stars on the pod. Mm-hmm. Hoping I'm able to make it out to a game this year. <laughs> and since Todd brought up sushi, what's your go-to sushi order? Much love to the 303 from the 808. Go Broncos. Go DNVR. Oh, that's tough. Uh, so I like sushi, but I'm not a big like sushimi fan. Uh-huh. So I'm um, not getting like yellowtail on the better <laughs> yeah. rice. Um, so I just like strictly sushi, maybe like a um, a surf and turf roll or mm-hmm. um, California roll. I think is a classic spicy spicy tuna roll. Maybe yeah, there we go. Uh, those are all good. Yeah, I'd say the spicy tuna is probably a go to or spicy mm-hmm. salmon go to for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but my wife loves just the raw fish. Yep on a plate mm-hmm. so i've been having to dabble in that it's good but it's weird and i it's still different. can't get over it it's just it's, too weird it's weird yeah. yeah when it's all rolled up it, it's awesome but yeah i don't know because it's just it, all fish because you're also like yeah typically you just put this on a grill and cook it uh-huh. before eating yeah. it but i'm gonna skip that part now feels wrong yeah it does is that your go-to as uh, well? uh yeah I mean, just like all that stuff. Like when you get like the fried ones with like the shrimp in it. Uh-huh. Honestly, I, I kind of just like it all. Any of those rolls are good. I don't eat much eel. The eel also kind of freaks me out. Eel sauce when it's on stuff. Eel is sauce kinda, is good. Is it? Just I the like fact it. that it's like sauce but from an eel. I don't think it's, it's I, don't, I think it goes on an eel. I don't think it's like oh. actual. The sauce goes on the eel? I, You're saying I think it's, it's not from the eel. I think it's like steak sauce, you know? Oh. Like it's not made out of steak. See, you I, just thought put it it I thought it was from the eel. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm sure like, it's not. And the eel, eel doesn't juice. feel like a, a, a creature I should be eating. No. Exactly. No. They're, they're weird. I don't Aren't like those. Aren't there like electric eels? Uh-huh. They definitely yeah, are. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, too freaky. Yeah, I don't like those. Yeah, here, what's your sushi order? I like anything deep fried. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. yeah. Salmon, the the opposite of sushi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's true, no, but there's deep fried sushi that's really good. Yeah, uh-huh. no, it's true. It's delicious, but like the, mm-hmm. I like the salmon with the uh, cream cheese <laughs> and the jalapeno. 
that's the one to go. I don't know what it's called because it's called something different everywhere I go. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. sounds that's a great combo. Anything yeah. with cream cheese is good. Next one and from salmon. our battle, Luke. So <laughs> so blessed to have someone who has actually done the job to ask this question to Todd. When the Broncos go up against dynamic generational tight ends, what, in your opinion, is the best coverage answer? Do you prefer a man or zone scheme when trying to shut down the likes of Henry's favorite, Travis Kelsey? Not, I don't like him. <laughs> I hate him. You know, I think it's a mix. I think you you mix it up as much as you can so that you're not predictable. Because mm -hmm. if they're looking at him first and you can throw a zone in there where the coverage is rolling to him or... You have a man. Uh, if you have somebody, man, I think you should always have somebody hitting him on the line, whether it's an outside linebacker, Randy Gregory. You know, you slow up your rush. Make sure you slow this guy down before our safety takes him one-on-one. -on -one. So I think you got to be able to mix the coverages. I know that's what we did against Kelsey. Um, I think it worked pretty well um, for the most part. Um, he's always <laughs> going to get his catches. But, yeah, I think being able to mix it up, change your strategy, um, do different things to make the ball get out of the quarterback's hands fast so he doesn't have time to look for him, like, deep in a route. Why can't – I mean, what does Travis Kelsey do that gets him so open? Because he's not the biggest, he's not the strongest, he's not the fastest. And, like, why can't just Greg Dulcich or Adam Troutman do that as well? You know, it's tough. I think he he's really he's shifty. I would say he's really shifty and he's able just to find the holes in the defense. Um, and then he does a lot during the play, like to keep himself open. So if like Patrick is scrambling, he's running, but he's like pulling your jersey down. He's pulling your face mask. So you're like trying to run with this guy. At the same time, he's doing all these little yeah. uh, dirty tricks. But um, and if yeah, you he's do just it, talented. They're called, they're yeah, then the it's flag. a flag on me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just talented. He's able to find holes in the defense just because I think they they write up plays specifically for him, and I don't think they do that for a lot of other tight ends. So right. a lot of the times he is the main focus on this route. So they want him to have the favorable matchup more so than Jerry Judy has the favorable matchup. And if Dolchich wins, then we'll find him. Mm -hmm. We're not right. going to Dolchich to start the play. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That's what they do with Kelsey. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. no, it's really good insight. Hank, anything to add? It, it, the tough, it seems like it's always tough to cover him when he's like he starts off blocking and then kind of releases late and has the freedom to just be like, hey, look, there's space over there. I'm just going to go that way now. It does like, seem do you like ever, he's playing backyard football. It just doesn't seem like a defense should ever lose him, though, or forget about him because he's Travis Kelsey. Like, people should be staring at him. Yeah, but that's sometimes you get caught in a zone where, you know, the outside linebacker doesn't, you know, he's he wants to rush more. So the one time he yeah. has to cover Travis Kelsey and he sees him takes two steps. Oh, he's blocking. Let me block, too. Let me mm -hmm. rush now. And then he takes off and nobody's on him. Yeah. But that was really somebody's job. And they're more ready to go rush than they were to really guard Travis Kelsey that play. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Next one coming in from Nash Broncos says, OK, Zach, I've given you a hard time about it in the chat a few times, but I must know. Are you glad the Broncos didn't trade all their wide receivers away? No one could have predicted this bad of injury luck, except anyone who's been watching the Broncos for the last <laughs> seven years. Wow. I never said trade all of them away. <laughs> we got good value. It was wise to trade Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy if you got the right value. And Would you trade Justin Simmons? Right now? Yeah. For what? <laughs> the first-round pick. Um... Let's have this conversation around the trade deadline. Where okay. are the Broncos? Where are the Broncos? If they're good, then no. Because yeah. they're good because of Justin Simmons. The Broncos are looking at another bad year. You can get a first for Justin? That'd be tough to pass yeah. up on. Do you agree? Do I you wouldn't disagree? Trade him. 
You wouldn't trade him? No. Nah. You're not drafting somebody who's going to be as good as Justin. Yeah. Justin's going to be 31. That is true. After this year? That is true. Contract getting bigger? Yeah. So it's, just, I mean, it's Justin Simmons. Like, after what we've seen, I just he's he's so good. He's a freak. Now, like, if he's if he's the best safety, let's just say like who's the best linebacker? Fred Fred Warner maybe. Uh huh. You wouldn't give him up for a first round pick. He's like, like twenty six. There's that. But I mean, it, you just don't find players who are that talented. And when you have them, you keep them. I think yeah. they screwed up getting rid of Vaughn too. I think that if you had Vaughn still instead of Benito and Dulcich, those are the picks they got. You'd be pretty happy about that trade off. Yeah. You'd also be paying twenty five million dollars for Vaughn too. You would be with, paying with more the contract. And that's why I just think it all depends if where this team is. Are they kind of entering a rebuild? Because if they're if they're bad, and then you're thinking about moving on from Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and that's a forty million dollar dead cap next year, and then forty million dollar dead cap the year after that, then you probably want to free up some money, and that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, no, I, I would not trade Justin Simmons. Yes. Also, uh, somebody in the chat brought it up. Alex isn't actually mad. Alex is fun. He's funny. Don't hate Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do not hate, do not <laughs> yes. hate Alex. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I like organizations that keep players around like long term, like lifetime players like the Steelers um, or different organizations. I feel like, you know, nobody's there from Super Bowl 50, but guys are still playing in the league from Super Bowl 50. Mm-hmm. I think we've traded away everybody. And maybe yeah. that's why it's hard to keep that winning culture when everybody who has one or knows how to win is gone. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's tough to trade trade Justin away. And, you know, I know first-rounders work out, but I think it's sometimes. I think a lot of first-rounders flop. They get a yep. lot of hype. And then the guys that really stick around are, like, the third-rounders, the fourth-rounders, the guys mm-hmm. who are undrafted. Um, so I'll always, like, I'll always take somebody proven over, like, a possible. Yep. What's crazy is when I think of, like, having a lifetime player, how cool that is. Mm-hmm. And then I think of Peyton Manning wasn't even a lifetime Colt, mm-hmm. which is just like, man, yeah. it never happens Think of how anymore. different it is for Colts fans now. Yeah. Like, they have to watch him yep. be a Bronco. He like feels like he's more than a Bronco than a Colt. Yeah. By far. Like, he loves Colorado. Yeah. Like, and the Colts just screwed that up for that entire fan base. Mm-hmm. But that was a very, I think, unique situation. It was unique. Like, yeah. hey, I'm getting my next fuse together, and I want to come back. And <laughs> yeah. like, ah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, like, yeah. Andrew Luck is sitting right there in the draft. And at that time, Andrew Luck was the man. Yep. Had Andrew Luck yep. not retired, I feel like they would have won a Super Bowl within oh. that time period, within the next three years. They were, I mean, like, really primed. He'd still be playing right now, too. That's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. And they would have been, oh, yeah. you, you put together that team, uh, with a Jonathan Taylor, they had a great yeah. O line. And they that had defense a, was linebackers. Oh, they, it was it was all oh. set up for them to win a Super Bowl if yeah. he doesn't retire. Absolutely, they just brought in Philip Rivers, who sucked. <laughs> yeah. Like he was terrible. It's, the, char- uh. it's the Charger way, baby. It's the Charger <laughs> way. Uh. Um, and then they got even worse with Matt Stafford yeah. or with uh, Matt Ryan. Matt they Ryan. did, yeah. Um, and Tom Brady. Didn't even retire a Patriot? Yeah, that's no, crazy. I mean, he, it's because he played crazy. like over two decades. It is but crazy. It's, just, it's wild how that never happened. So it is really special when it does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, a couple more comments. Bratwurst Bronco says, been a while since I've commented. Absolutely love you guys. And this pod keeps me going through the brutal offseason and keeps me sane at work. The addition of Todd is high key. Amazing. Jimmy Palm mm-hmm. Trees popping in is so dope. Alexis Perry with the chef's kiss to the new pod look. And Henry is... Well, Henry, so there's that. Fair enough. Can't argue with that. (laughs) He didn't even mention me, so at least you got to mention. Okay, I'll take Uh, it. Got that out of the way. So two questions. One, 
Any chance y'all link up with Chris Harris and his Let's Ride podcast? Surprised they can use that name, by the way. <laughs> that is a sad name now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe they'll ride this year. It's possible. Let's grind. Let's grind. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. We've never done a podcast uh, collab. Yeah, like a crossover. Is that a thing? That would be cool. Yeah, it would be fun. It would be. It would yeah. be. Maybe we'll look into that. I think Todd knows. Uh, I, think yeah. I, know, I think I know him. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, I don't hear much about Quinn Miners from really anyone. I feel like he's our best. Well, then you haven't listened to Henry then. That's true. <laughs> he That's says, true. I think he's our best offensive lineman, period. And I came away pretty impressed with how he handled Eric Armstead the other night, especially juxtaposed with what we've seen so far from Powers. Thoughts? As always, love you guys. Quinn Miners had an incredible game, and he's capable of that. The only thing is the pass protection. We've talked about over and over again because he played D3. He literally only played out of a three-point stance until he got to the Broncos. So he was super raw in pass protection, got beat a bunch. He's gotten beat a bunch in training camp too. Like, I'm a little bit concerned by that. But in terms of run blocking, he's right up there with any guard in the NFL. And I know a lot of people think that that's hyperbole, but I think he's that good. You just can't be making mistakes in pass protection and we'll see if he got rid of those this year and i don't i even saw one of the big o-line like analyst guys put together a whole cut up of what he did against the 49ers i saw yesterday it's it's unbelievable it's every single play he's taking guys out and that's a huge piece to have and i think he might be their best lineman what grade did he get A minus? I can't remember. Damn. Yeah. Might just been a. Might just yeah, been a. he just said Sheesh. how good he was. A minus. Wow. It might have been A. When you're looking that up, I'll read the next one from Bronco. It says, given that the wealthiest owners in the NFL are with the Broncos, I'd expect them to have top of the line everything, especially with Sean Payton not running the football side of things. Do you think there's been a meaningful improvement as far as the team's resources, medical recovery staff, equipment, nutrition, travel, etc.? I understand it may not happen overnight. But a lot of these things, seeing that they are all things that can be fixed quickly. I just want to flex on those broke Chargers and Raiders <laughs> organizations a little bit. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Um, you know, I know they put $100 million into the stadium. Yep. And I think I see, I drive by it and see the new Jumbotron. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. The stadium could have used um, a little bit of a vamp, yep. revamp. Um, but really, the Broncos had top-notch everything, even when I was there, yeah. um, as far as the nutrition and the chefs and the staffs and the travel. Um, I think they did a really good job. So hopefully they continue on that legacy. I think the only thing they can do now is get their own team playing. Yep. Uh, but besides that, <laughs> yeah. everything was always top notch. They do a good job over there. And I think they're going to continue to do that. When you were with the Broncos, do you remember, did you guys always stay at like one specific hotel chain? Was it Marriott's? Did we stay? Was at? it? I forget the chain. Maybe it was some type of Marriott. I don't think it was actual Marriott. So oh, I think it was yeah. just like, Marriott's within the chain. I know that now they're staying top-notch brand. Mm. A top-notch brand. Like where? Like Four Seasons? Oh, might be a good guess. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah that's big time. That's big time. Yeah, yeah so uh, that has, I think, taken a boost um, because of ownerships paying the bill. But uh, I think the person running that department likes that type of brand yeah um also <laughs> walmart brand does walmart <laughs> own like a hotel chain <laughs> yeah probably not the hotels you want to be staying at i would guess not yeah um it would be <laughs> motels probably motels yeah hostels 
I don't think they'd go to hostels. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be like a, nuts. What is that, like a super eight? Like a super eight type? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and in terms of like the nutrition and everything, they brought in their big addition in terms of that was Bo Lowry, who's in charge of pretty much mm-hmm. anything that's like the player's body. Mm-hmm. He's kind of at the very top of and then has a lot of people under him. And the, the way they got him, he was at LSU. The way they got him big paycheck yeah. they mm. gave him a massive raise so yeah anything sean payton's wanted he's got and and he had gone to lsu from the saints yep like it got to the point where lsu having lsu money was able to say like <laughs> right. we need you to come take care of our football players yep able to convince him to leave and the broncos were able to swoop in and steal him away from lsu who'd stolen him away from the saints <laughs> here's looking at level of investment yeah so he's doing pretty well I would think. Yeah. Did wait, do you did you play under Bo? I don't know. Okay. Was he there when I was at the Saints? I'm not sure. It might have been. He probably was. They had good food at the Saints. Really good food. Huh. I don't know if I played while he was Is there though. Like Southern food? Uh sometimes <laughs> on Fridays we would have like dragos, which are like charbroiled oysters. Okay. That were delicious <laughs> and hard to bet. put down. Um, overall, they had, <laughs> overall they had good food over there. It's huh. it's tough to remember everybody in different organizations like there's when you start looking at you know the amount of coaches and nutrition staff and uh, player personnel like there's tons of people in one organization so sometimes it's hard man to remember everybody i've been around yeah bo lowry was uh the saints director of sports medicine from 2017 Uh, to 2021 uh, oh but he was a director of rehabilitation from 2014 to 2017 okay so i was there yeah yeah but you probably weren't rehabbing anything yeah i was pretty healthy (laughs) there you go and last question coming in from uh our friends and Bronco says, my boys, it's been a while since I commented on the pod, but I still listen daily. Thank you. I really mm-hmm. like the great addition to the pod with the great Todd Davis mm-hmm. in all caps says <laughs> you guys are getting me pumped for this season, even though y'all have a good residential chiefs fan on the pod. Good thing. Todd, the great in all caps again, can <laughs> counter him out. So a question I have for in caps, Todd, the great is that with the hall of fame possibility, taking one Broncos linebacker in, who would you put as the top five Broncos linebackers of all time? Also, I will be there oh. at the Chargers game in Denver this year in December and see you all at the tailgate. You guys are doing a great job and keep up. And most importantly, go Broncos. That could yeah, be a big game. That's a good question. I think Randy's up for Hall of Fame, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, we he's find still out not tomorrow at 11 a.m. Yeah, I think he definitely has done enough to punch his ticket to get in the Hall of Fame. Uh, we had a good list of Broncos going mm-hmm. in recently, so I think it's been good for us. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to name a top five, especially if you go inside and outside, because you talk about Von Miller, DeMarcus Ware, they definitely have to be on there. Randy's yep. on there. Yeah. Um, Mecklenburg. Yeah, yep. Mecklenburg yeah. might be on there. Al Wilson. Yeah. Yep. Didn't play that long, but was really good. Um, if you go inside, oh, are you doing like Romanowski for a season <laughs> or a couple seasons? Bill. How long was he here? Um, not long. No, not long at all. I'll check. Um, yeah, if you go inside, you could do like Danny. Brandon, yep. you True. just yep. just go all just through your teammates, yeah. <laughs> Josie. <laughs> yep, put us all in there. Um, yeah, recently, uh, yeah, DJ Williams. Someone says um, Romanowski was here for six years, and both of his Pro Bowls were while he was here. How about that? That's mm. interesting, man. Bill Romanowski, 
One of the most interesting Broncos oh. of all time. Incredible in the bench warmers. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Ian Gold, I mean, great uh, yeah. on defense as well. Marcus Ware, uh, Todd, you mentioned a lot of them too. Yep. Um, and we're going to be mentioning a lot of Broncos tomorrow when the Broncos take on the Rams and joint practice tomorrow and Thursday. Those are going to be big shows. Make sure to stay tuned. Thank you all so much for rolling with us today. Hit us with a thumbs up on the way out and have a terrific Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow.